Welcome to the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast, where theology and youth ministry meet. This is a special episode. It's our 50th episode. Uh, Very exciting. Uh, You guys like that little voice trumpet there? yeah, so I, I'm joined in our online studio with with a few of our our longtime uh, YPT writers and, and friends. Uh, so we got Alex Tufano, uh, Jason Engel, and Will Standridge uh, here with us. Can you guys just go around and uh, introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about uh, we're going to do this youth ministry style. So, uh, what's your name? Uh, what church? Uh, where do you serve? Uh, what church name and location? And give me your favorite cereal, your favorite breakfast cereal. All right, um, you guys, you guys are up. We're, we're just gonna let you popcorn up because we love awkward youth ministry moments. I'll go. So this is Jason Engel. I serve at uh, Westwood Baptist Church, and that's in Roxboro, North Carolina, about thirty miles north of the Raleigh Durham area, and been here for uh, seventeen years at this wonderful church. And uh, my favorite cereal is cinnamon checks. Love it. All right. Could eat bowls of it. Wow. There you go. <laughs> nice. Love it. Good stuff. All right. I'll go next. Uh, my name is Alex Stefano. I serve at Heritage Bible Chapel in Princeton, Massachusetts, kind of right in the center of the state, about an hour west of Boston. Uh, I came here about two years ago in August. My favorite breakfast cereal is Fruity Pebbles. You like that colorful milk. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the sugar, sugar milk, milk, you know, one you of get, the best parts. You got to love the you got to love the sugar milk. Yeah. And my name is Will Standridge. I serve as the preteen and student pastor at Paramount Baptist Church in Amarillo, Texas. I've been there for almost 3 years now, and my favorite breakfast cereal is the undisputed goat of breakfast cereals, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Wow, that is a bold statement to say Apple Jacks is the undisputed <laughs> goat. I think Truth is whatever <laughs> I want it to be, Mike. Wow. Lots of... Mm. Okay. Well, we have one fewer con- regular <laughs> contributors to Youth Pastor Theologian <laughs> move forward. Um, yeah, I think uh, my, my own personal vote is uh, Lucky Charms. I think Lucky Charms has something to say about this whole undisputed Well, they are magically delicious. Well. So, I mean, it's, you know, that, that right there kind of takes you to They certainly are. So. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'll say we, we we all reached for the stars, and you went for a real consensus pick there. So. Well, okay, so here's my modification though. I recently discovered chocolate Lucky Charms. Have you seen these? Um, so the oats are chocolate oats, and oh, they are <laughs> glorious. It's just a seasonal thing. So every time I go to the grocery store now, I'm like, "Ooh, do they have the chocolate Lucky Charms?" And they don't. Um, but maybe it's because I look like a leprechaun, but yeah, Lucky Charms, man, that's, yeah, that's the good stuff. Um, all right. So anyways, um, we were talking before recording and Will said that he hates banter on podcasts. So, um, I think we should just make this a whole episode of banter just to torture Will. Um, but (laughs) this is a time to, uh, just celebrate a little bit, uh, to celebrate, um, yeah, the, the Lord's faithfulness in, in, in youth pastor theologian. Uh, YPT has been around for about two and a half years now. Um, it, it's one of those things that, that you do and you're not really sure what's going to happen with it. 
Um, and the Lord has just really uh, grown this thing. With, uh, I'm really thankful, grateful, surprised um, what what God's doing here. So um, this is our 50th episode, and it's good to celebrate. So I'm just curious if you, each of you guys could share a little bit. Um, how did you first discover Youth Pastor Theologian, and what, what drew you to it? All right, Jason, we'll, we'll start yeah, I was with you to think first. Back. I, I think I remember just seeing a post made by you. I don't know if it was on Facebook or, you know, in a, in a student ministry group or something. And at that time, you were really just trying to grow the community and, and start um, start with just uh, putting articles out. And uh, I think you put out a request for uh, guys who were interested in writing, and uh, you put out a brief description um, concerning what YPT was going to be about. And that's really what that's really what hooked me. Um, you know, uh, the way that you described it, even at the beginning, um, just just really was a draw to me. Um, and so I, I remember sending you a message and, and we had a couple of conversations after that and uh, started collaborating on a few things and, and writing a few things. And uh, here we are. Uh, hard to believe that it's been that long ago. But uh, and one of the beautiful things that I'll say, Mike, and, um, you know, is, is the fact that the way that you described your vision for this. Um, it has completely kept the integrity to now. Um, now we are beginning to see that vision with flesh on it. And I love that. I love that. Uh, in a world where uh, so much of student ministry is about sensing what people want and giving them that, um, your heart from the beginning has been, no, this is what we need. And we will just be faithful to it. And we'll just trust the Lord. And I think that uh, that points to why I think um, this has been so fruitful so far. So, Yeah, that's good. Um, I appreciate that. So it's interesting, a little peek behind the curtain. I think there will be a few of those through the episode. Um, now that uh, Youth Pastor Theologian is my full-time ministry and we're trying to fundraise, we're not yet fully funded. So if you'd like to give to support the podcast and the ministry, really appreciate it. Um, but as I'm you know, talking about it, trying to spread the word about what we're doing, I have had a few people ask and, and kind of make gentle suggestions that the word the theology and theologian and theological, if you tore that down a little bit, I think you'd, I think you'd find a friendlier reception. I'm like, I, I get that. And that's probably true. But to Jason's point, it's just, I don't think that's worth it. I think that, I think the traction we would gain by losing the word theology and theological by using biblical instead I think that's kind of the point of what we're trying to promote in reclaiming the value of theology in, in youth ministry. Amen. So, yeah. All right, Will, um, how'd, you, how'd you find us? So my story is fairly similar to Jason's. I, was, I had just moved to Amarillo, and I was scrolling through, I believe it was Facebook one day, and saw your all call for writers, and... I remember clicking on the link and reading what you were wanting. And I was like, wait, this is unlike <laughs> any student ministry thing I have ever seen in my life. Because as a student pastor, I typically look at most student mm. ministry resourcing things with suspicion. That may be a fault in, in my own self. But most of what I've grown up on is having to synthesize and translate stuff for lead mm -hmm. pastors to student ministry. Yep. And I saw this thing for student pastors that was theologically centered that that word actually drew me in. It was kind of like the C.S. Lewis quote, you know, the friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another person, yeah. you too. And 
And I remember submitting an article and you accepted <laughs> it and didn't reject me. And I was like, oh, well, if, well, if he wants me on his team, I want to be on his awesome. team. <laughs> and so we, uh, and I have benefited in so many ways um, from YPT from getting to sharpen my own thoughts, writing um, to also just, it's given me ability to train interns and teachers and leaders so much better than I ever would have on my own. And so it's been a huge blessing to us. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're on our team. Will. All right, Alex, how about you? Yeah, I think it was just about two years ago. Uh, I had come to this church and um, the uh, children's ministry director pointed out that there was a kind of, youth ministry and children's ministry uh, conference training in the area that they had some tickets to. And so uh, I went to that that October, I think. Um, Mike, your name was one of the speakers that I was familiar with, uh, having loved your first book, Biblical Theology of Youth Ministry. So I uh, went to that, uh, asked a question that then promoted a, a follow-up conversation in the lobby afterwards. And in that kind of mentioned that I had been doing some writing on a personal blog and you again put out, Hey, you know, I'm looking for, some <laughs> I was like, stop doing that. And, right for me. <laughs> uh, same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, so, it was, you know, it was a hard recruiting. Pitch. A, a, yeah. It, it, it works well though. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Tossed in an article, I think pretty shortly after that. Um, and I uh, have been really blessed to be a part of this, uh, ever since. And, um, really resonated with me as well. The, the type of youth ministry in, um, not just wanting to, you know, teach theology or be a theology professor, but really to have everything we do be informed by our theology. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that workshop that you attended. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you're leading a workshop, you really don't know where people are coming from. Um, and especially so uh, up in in Massachusetts, in New England, um, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a... Uh, solitary man on an island situation when it comes to um, reformed, gospel-centered, theologically-minded youth ministry, right? Um, So I'm at this workshop, and I'm teaching about gospel-centered youth ministry. And this guy keeps asking a bunch of really great questions, but I'm not sure where they're coming from. Um, And then I forget what the question was, but you asked some incredible question that was like such a perfect setup for me to like promote some of the stuff that I've written um, elsewhere. Uh, and then afterwards, I was like, dude, that was an incredible question. He's like, yeah, well, I read your book, so I was trying to help you out. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You did me a solid from day one. I did not one. realize that yeah, Alex was that your was... wingman. That's your hype man right there. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> was totally my wingman. I was like, I love this. I love this dude. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, so, um, yeah, so when we talk about being a youth pastor theologian, um, I'm going to ask the question that every youth pastor theologian loves. What does that mean to you? Right. (laughs) What does that first mean to you? But like what, in terms of being a youth pastor theologian, what does being a youth pastor theologian mean to you? Like, how do you describe not the ministry, but your identity? as a theologically minded youth pastor. T- talk me through that a little bit. I'll just let you guys jump in here and there. I mean, I'll say for me, it's, it's something that I have come to, to determine um, that God really is the reference point for everything. Uh, the reality of who God is is the, is the reference point for everything. That's the measuring stick for everything. And 
So for me, when, when I think about that phrase, theology, I think about it radically different um, than, than I did maybe 15, 20 years ago even, um, that it really is that the, the central point to the Christian life is knowing God. It's not knowing about God, it's knowing Him. And so, you know, for my own life, I'm not going to know things very well. I'm not going to be able to discern things very well. I'm not going to be able to walk in wisdom uh, or even have wisdom until I come to know who God is and know Him. Uh, personally through abiding in him. And so it's only through the right knowledge of who he is that I can ever even hope to understand the right knowledge of everything else. And so, you know, from that understanding for myself, then that flows into student ministry. I mean, what do students need? You know, I'm not about just accumulating a a big group of of students and keeping them. Um, I have a desire for each student individually to know and treasure Jesus. And that only happens through right knowledge of him. And so, you know, that's just the heartbeat of everything that we do. Um, and it, it, it colors every aspect of the objectives that I have for student ministry. And I think that we should have in, in any and every ministry. And, um, you know, this is the way that I think that we've got to, we've got to take student ministry seriously. It's so important. And it just blows my mind how people shortchange that. Uh, it just is it still, it's crazy to me that uh, we would somehow short, shortchange that ministry and and, um, you know, just kind of kind of toss it to the side and, and do attractional stuff all the time or just, you know, do something to um, to to entertain the, the, the students when that is such a pivotal time in their life where they are really shoring up a framework for understanding everything. And, you know, I want to make sure that that framework is a is not only a biblical one, but a theological one. You know, I want to help them work out theology in every matter. And that's how we come into right yeah. understanding. So sorry for the long answer, but that's that's kind of how I. How I think through that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I just conceive of it in the fact that, you know, your pediatrician is more concerned with what your child needs than what your child wants. Um, their their job is to set your child up for a lifetime of health and happiness. And in student ministry, we have that same opportunity on a soul level with our students. We are we're giving them the medicine and giving them the advice and giving them the good news that's going to help them travel healthy the rest of their lives. And similar to what Jason said, it just is inconceivable to me that we wouldn't give them what there is to give them that's so good. And so being a youth pastor theologian to me means that that we get the opportunity to share the biggest truths in the entire world that shape lives more than anything else with students who desperately need it and don't always know that they do yet. And it is a, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and actually ends up being so much more fun than anything else you could possibly do. Because when you get to see students' eyes light up for the first time of not just having a good time with friends, but understanding something about themselves or the world or their problems or their future. Um, it, it's one of the most enjoyable things in the world. And so being a youth pastor theologian is a joyful, happy, awesome, fun work that matters a lot. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I echo both of those. And one thing I'd add is um, for me, it really gets to the why, you know, especially the why we do what we do in ministry, uh, especially end goals and objectives that those things are informed by our understanding of who God is and who he calls us to be and um, what life in him looks like. Um, and I was just thinking in the same way that 
you know, you want to be a youth pastor theologian, that I also seek to be a, a parent theologian, right? That with my own children, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way I make choices, I want to be informed by that why of, of uh, you know, who God is and, and uh, the theology behind that. And so part of that is studying the theology to know and, and understand, but um, understanding how it informs our, our motivations for sure. That's so good. Um, so what are some of... What are some of the the joys and struggles, the blessings and challenges um, uh, of being a youth pastor theologian? I mean, I would say the blessings are um, kind of wrapped up even in what our answers were. Um, You get the opportunity to help students know God. And in that process, you get to know God better yourself as well, both in knowledge and experience. I would say one of the biggest challenges for me, though, is translating this passion we have to the parents of the students that we minister to, Um, helping people conceive of the kind of ministry we're doing. Because often when you're trying to do theologically driven youth ministry, you're fighting against decades of expectations about what your job should and will look like, and you're fighting metrics of what your job will and won't be judged by. And so... It's not as simple as just, oh, I want to be a youth pastor theologian now, and so I'm going to just start doing this. You actually have to bring your church along with you on that journey, and that can be a really big difficulty sometimes. Yeah, to what Will was saying there, I think that's very important. I think um, we need to be careful that we don't adopt the world's ways and even the church in the world's ways of measuring. Um, That is one of the difficult aspects of seeking to be a student pastor theologian um, is that got to play the long game. And, you know, uh, for instance, for me, you know, we're walking through the book of Romans uh, this this fall and uh, taking it a chapter at a time. It's not a true exposition line by line, verse by verse. Our families are doing some devotions during the week and just, you know, looking at each chapter and kind of walking through Paul's argument all the way through and just, you know, holding up the gospel. And, you know, we went through a couple of chapters a few weeks ago, and I just remember walking away from both of those Sunday nights thinking, did I bring that down? Like, did I help them? Um, I just couldn't sense from the kids in the room that they were really in it, that they were really compelled by it. And Mm. it was one of those things where I really wanted them to be compelled by those two chapters, you know. But then I go in the next Sunday night and, you know, drawing from those two, present the next chapter. And it was like, now everybody gets it. Small groups were just really good uh, reflections. And kids were talking about the previous couple of weeks where I could have swore that nobody heard anything, you know. So it's, it's, we cannot we cannot use the the world system of measurement and um, invest long term in um, in theology. Um, you just you just got to trust that the spirit does what the spirit does, and you know we want them to be compelled by the most compelling thing there can be. But that only happens as the spirit does that work, and that's part of it is understanding even the doctrine of salvation and how God has to work. So it's just you know you're you're really having to empty yourself of the need to have those big wins every week that everybody seems to be after uh, to do the hard work week by week, just trusting that God's going to provide the growth. And at the end, it's going to be a reason to rejoice in him and not in in whatever we have come up with to, to get the big wins. So, and, and that's where I think it's so important that we, we actually are actively communicating with parents, leaders, congregations, what the metrics we need actually oh, yeah. are. It's not, um, I think sometimes we actually put ourselves in unfair situations or we act unfairly towards the people we're working with when we don't actually explain to them an alternative metric by which to be judging what's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I think five that are like super helpful that, that I've used over and over and over in our ministry to try and help our people understand exactly what it is we're shooting for. Jared Wilson lists five gospel-centered metrics for ministry and his gospel-driven church. And it's just like an esteem for Jesus, a discernible spirit of repentance, a devotion to the word of God, an interest in theology, and an evident love for God and neighbor. If we can get those five things across, that is better than us having five more students than last week, though we want that. That's better than your kid coming home and saying, I had a great time tonight, though we want that to happen. But we just have to hold high those big metrics of like, here's what we're shooting for, and then celebrate when those things start to happen in students' lives to their parents, to our leaders in front of our churches. So good. Yeah, I think um, the the struggle is that it would be easier to not be a youth pastor theologian in some ways. You know, it'd be easier to uh, to meet wants or demands um, that are short minded. Um, you know, I've had parents say to me that my job is to make sure their kids want to come back to youth group, and you know, it'd be easy to say, okay, yeah, <laughs> let me do whatever they want to make them come back. You know, yeah. but while we certainly don't want to drive them away, you know, um, yeah, that is such a short thing and, and ultimately that that turns out to be vapor to be vanity and so yeah. um the, the struggle is that it's it's you know the the narrow path it's it's hard long-term faithful work but it's also where the joy is i think and um i think even like a theological framework for why we're in a place and how long we're going to stay there and yeah. being rooted and um incarnate you know the testimony of, of jason you being where you are for so long um having that that long-term ability to see the fruit born out of faithfulness um is the is the greatest joy even as we get glimpses of that in shorter periods um we're not really able to see that and so i think um i think my my greatest joy will be when i'm 70 years old god willing looking back on the ministry that um i've been doing and and hopefully as god's worked it's it's seeing that fruit down the road i remember um alex um a few years back having a conversation with a student pastor who's in a much larger church uh than i'm in and i'll I'll never forget he was he was really discouraged because now get this he was discouraged because they had actually reached the goal of having 300 students come to student ministry he was discouraged by that and he was really kind of asking like why is this discouraging mm-hmm. and you know my only answer was it's an empty objective like are are, are you going to be excited that this many kids are here yes but if that's your objective man once you hit it there's no life there there's no flourishing there so, yeah. you know, um, and he was toying with, okay, now should I, should I set it at 500? And it's like, no, 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 you know, keep, keep reaching students. I'm not telling you not to do that, but man, we just, we chase after yeah. things. So my, you know, my, my response to you a little bit is I can't imagine not being a youth pastor theologian and trying to live up to these other expectations. Mm. And then there be nothing, you know, in the achievement of them, you yeah. know, and, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people get burnt out in student mm. ministry and, and leave to something else. Um, cause the objectives that they're running after and the cell, you know, the, the, mm. the wins that they're experiencing, uh, there's just no life in it. Uh, it's not what we're, that's what we're intended to do. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think it's just important to remember that what we do is ministry. I think sometimes yeah. people overcomplicate it. Like, you do college ministry this way and senior adult ministry this way and lead pastoral ministry this way and worship ministry this way. But student ministry, that's where you have to just completely scrap all of that and do it some other way. It's like, no, actually what we're doing is just the same type of ministry, but to students. And 
um, when people overcomplicate that and say, oh, well, now it has to be about numbers or fun or whatever other metric you want to put in there, you actually lose the heartbeat behind probably what drew you to do that role in the first place. Um, very few people are called to ministry because they want to reach, you know, they just want to have a room of 500 people. There's better jobs to do that. They, they originally were called because they wanted to minister with the good news of the gospel that has transformed them and got sucked into metrics that didn't make sense and ended up living into that. And so I just encourage any of you listening, like this is also an exercise in remembering your first yeah. love, remembering what got you excited about being in ministry in the first place and do yeah. that. Like go for it. Yeah. And, and I would say too, it, it metrics aren't bad, right? right? We're not anti-metrics. No. And we're not anti-numbers. I mean, it, it's important to keep track mm-hmm. of, of numbers and attendance, not because you're trying to hit a quota, but because right. those numbers are people. Um, and so mm-hmm. when you forget that those numbers are individuals and that those numbers are people, um, and the numbers are going down and it doesn't prompt you to reach out to the students who have been away, then let that be something of a, a, um, a warning light on your dashboard that you're, you're in danger of losing the plot. Right. That um, it's not about the numbers. It's about the people. Um, and let's let's yeah. be faithful pastors to our students and to their families. I had a mentor who told me, you know, one time when students leave your student ministry or when members leave your church, is your gut heart inclination to be angry at them because that looks bad for you if they leave? Mm-hmm. Or is your gut inclination to see how can I help serve them in this difficult season? I mean, is your is your gut hatred or is it love? Mm. And that can tell you a lot about why you're actually doing what yeah, you're doing. Ouch. Mm. All right. Um, so I think we could probably make the rest of the conversation about that um, topic, but we're gonna we're gonna move on and maybe we'll revisit that in the future again. Um, but or hey. We got a, a group full of writers here. If someone wants to write about healthy metrics <laughs> and how do we think through this stuff biblically, theologically in our ministries, you guys are the writers, so get it done. Um, all right. So I want to hear from, from you guys a little bit about how has being part of the YPT community um, encouraged you and, and strengthened you? Um, and maybe is there... Uh, one article or podcast that really stands out as you as you think about your um, engagement with youth pastor theologian. I think, Mike, the about the time that I met you, um, I had I had grown extremely discouraged. Um, I've been in student ministry for twenty years, um, and it just seemed like it harder and harder and harder to find faithful communities of brothers to be in and uh, pursue this role together. And, um, mm. you know, you look at a lot of the big conventions. I, I had At that point, I hadn't gone to a convention or a student ministry equipping thing in years. I just kind of gave up on it uh, because I was so disappointed. Yeah, um, I get it. And so when I yeah. met you and I began to meet other brothers like Alex and Will and Joseph and Nick and others who are a part of this ministry, and then even like with Walt Mueller and CPYU and some of those guys, uh, and then some people from Rooted, you know, it 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 led me to believe there are some people out there that are producing some faithful yeah. resources. And, you know, somebody mentioned earlier um, how it's always hard to point to resources. I think it was Will 
And, you know, I, I got tired of telling parents, well, go to this, but be careful of this. You know, there's always this caveat. There's always this hang up or warning. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with those three that I just mentioned, there there is no such warning. Like there's just faithful, faithful material here, faithful resources. And so, you know, for me, it's yeah. just been good to to yeah. be reminded that God is not finished with student ministry. He's very much working um, to raise up new leaders, um, that students are being discipled and um, that there are some folks out there that are solid and believe God's word and take God at his word and are, are just faithfully pursuing this calling. And so, that has kind of given me a little bit of a revival in my heart, according to that. I have more confidence and optimism than I had before that. Um, so I'm just appreciative of that. As far as an article, you know, it's not really one that that offered much new insight to me, but, um, but Will, the one that you wrote on, um, should we practice baptism in the Lord's Supper um, in student ministry? Um, you know, and, and really because of the type of the article that it is, um, so much of what we do in student ministry has become pragmatic. Um, we just do what seems right yep. at the time or seems to work. Um, and what I appreciate about that particular article is I think it, it models exactly what, um, Mike, you're trying to do and we're trying to do through this is to help people think theologically through everything that we do. And, you know, at the end of the day, the things that we choose to do in our student ministries really should come out of theological conviction, not out of pragmatism, right? Um, we can't look at just the perceived success of something and say, yes, this is good. No, it needs to be grounded in, in God's word. It needs to be grounded in doctrinal uh, faithfulness. It needs to be grounded in, in theological uh, accuracy. And so, you know, that type of article is what, you know, I thank God for. Uh, when it comes to YPT, just how do we think through these things that we start to see that other people are doing? Should we be doing this? Um, and so, you know, I shared that mm-hmm. with, with quite a few people who were wrestling with that. And, um, but, you know, that's just one of many that have been, um, been, yeah. been really helpful to me. So. Yeah, I think um, the thing that I've really most appreciated about the YPT community is the community. Um, you know, so many of the other youth ministry groups, whether it's on Facebook or otherwise that I've been a part of, seem like it's focused on making connections. So then you can, you know, leverage something in the future. And that whole aspect of networking has always been something that I loathe. Um, And so I would just like, all right, I'm just not gonna be a part of it. Um, Whereas here, you know, the YPT Facebook group is an incredible place where um, there are people who are making connections for sure. But it's not just about trying to promote themselves. It's, you know, there's a lot of theological conversations, there's a lot of um, helping encourage others through hard things, um, and really in like actually doing it well, not, um, with many issues. And so, um, that, that community, um, and also the, just the encouragement of, you know, sometimes in a, the day to day ministry, there's a lot of frustration and struggles and to be able to have something more broad that really shows, you know, yeah, God is at work and, and there are encouraging things happening, um, is and really beneficial and life giving. Um, the one thing that uh, resource came to my mind first was the podcast episode with Justin Wong on church membership. Um, I know uh, maybe even by the time this is coming out, the second part of that conversation has dropped. And uh, it's but dropping that, next that just week. Thinking through As how, of when people are listening to this, okay. Justin's episode will be coming out. Uh, where the redo, right? Take take part two. Yeah, is coming out next week. Yeah, so so make sure you listen to that because that uh, perspective on understanding, you know, like who who really um, is in our fold and how that can be a discipleship pathway is 
is huge. And that's something that I'm actively seeking to implement in my context is how can uh, we have church membership for students be something that connects them to to the body and to our ministry. Hey, to what Alex said there, what's, what's awesome about that Facebook group is the depth of the questions. Have you guys noticed that? Like so many other groups so I'm a good. part of, like I'm rolling my eyes halfway through the first phrase and just kind of scrolling on. But it's that has been encouraging to me. You know, when people ask the right questions, you know, they're thinking about things in the right way. Um, that's just that's been incredibly encouraging to me. So, yeah. One other thing about the, the Facebook group, there have been a few questions that have been posted that I'm a little bit like, ooh, this could go wrong, but I'm going to grab my popcorn and see where it goes. And um, and I'm so proud of that group for not spiraling into uh, like a Theo bro cage stage argumentation and, and this and that. So, um. Yeah, one of the things that I do think is distinctive about the group is that there are um, doctrinally oriented membership questions that you need to agree to in order to join the group, which kind of sets the bar for, look, we're not going to be disagreeing over big core theological things. So we can have a conversation, we can disagree with each other over some important issues. but we're not disagreeing over the most important issues. And, and I think that really has helped set the tone. Um, so if you're not part of the Facebook group, it, it's um, not quite at, at, at 2,000 people yet, but it's somehow or another, that group has blown up. And I am really encouraged by the community that, that has taken place there. That actually keys in on so much of what I have appreciated about YPT and even what it's done for me in the community is one of the things that happened for me is I got involved with other student ministry groups and saw other student pastor sort of fellowships and stuff is I got fairly like I'm the only one doing this the right way, which actually made me more narrow than I should have been in thinking about how good youth ministry is done. Because anytime I tried to talk about something, I felt like I had to get defensive about my very existence. Mm -hmm. YPT has helped me realize that there's lots of guys and girls doing student ministry in lots of different ways, theologically oriented, that may look similar to what we do here at Paramount, may not, but has allowed me to be able to grow and learn and be sharpened because I'm not worried about what's being sneaked in the back door with what they're doing. Um, I'm... I'm actually able to just be openly uh, humble and learn from other people who have been doing it a lot longer than me and who I know agree on the gospel and agree on our purpose and agree on God. And that's uh, that's been a really, really helpful thing for me. And in the vein of learning and growing, I would say the article from YPT that helped me the most was your article on fun, Mike. Because... Uh, yeah. Early in my youth ministry career, the direction I went was, you know, everybody else has fun as God. And so for me, we're just not going to do fun at all. Um, And that was an overreaction to what was a misused thing, not a bad thing. And I've been able to, even using some of the stuff about that article to help me think about our own programming and what we do has been massively helpful. I even used the little mantra you had in there about 
um, Christians who love one another, can laugh together, can, can enjoy each other's presence. This is about us growing yeah. community. And so fun's not attractional. Fun is something that family does together. And so that article, um, in a similar way to Jason, mm-hmm. shows me what YPT is about. Because what it does is it says, hey, let's get away from just the pragmatics of does it work or not? And let's examine what exactly does the Bible have to say and what does theological reasoning have to say about this thing that everybody in youth ministry is thinking about? So that article was massively helpful for me. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. I, yeah, I, I feel so passionately about fun and games and youth ministry, which is hilarious because um, I'm not a very fun youth pastor. <laughs> um, I, I love laughter, right? But um, yeah, fun and games have never really been my strong suit. Um, but over time, yeah, it, it's come to be this whole like you referenced, like, how can you love each other if you can't laugh together? Right? Like, how do you expect students to pray for each other and to share honest and vulnerable prayer requests if they can't throw a dodgeball at each other? Like that, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Mike, you and so, I, you and I are going to yeah, transition like fun. into fun is an expression. Oh, sorry. I'll, yeah. I was going to say you and I are yeah. going to transition into the curmudgeon years really well. We, don't, we ought to do that together. Let's go ahead and plan that out. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait. I can't wait to be old enough to be a curmudgeon and to get away with it. My wife and I actually talk about this fairly often. Yeah. Like, oh man. Or you can just do what I did. I became a curmudgeon in my twenties. Yeah. That's just I just went ahead and got yeah, there. Well, I did too, but then it backfired and I just became a, a real joy sucker. Um so yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- there's a difference between being a curmudgeon and just being hyper judgmental. I definitely, did, I definitely <laughs> did that. I, I hope that I've come out the other side of being hyper judgmental. Um, but anyway, um, hey, so, uh, time is doing what time does. And, um, yeah, I want to open this up for you guys. Do you guys have any questions about, um, YPT or other? Questions that you want to discuss, or you can ask me, ask each other, um, things that you want to bring up before we uh, bring the episode home. Hey, Mike, what has been the greatest mm. blessing to you in being able to be go to go full time? What's been the thing that you've enjoyed the most, um, the thing that's blessed you the most? Spending time with <laughs> you, Jason. I mean, <laughs> we knew that second um, most. That's <laughs> second most. Second most. Um, you know what? It's part of it's what has to do with what all of you have referenced already, in that there are more people who are passionate about theology and youth ministry than we realize. Um, I, I think for for a long time, um, and Jason, you can resonate with this more than uh, the others, just because of our age, right? For a long time, it it has felt like the world of youth ministry has been a-theological, mm. like anti-theology. Um, and so I don't think even five years ago, um, definitely 10 years ago, if I started something like Youth Pastor Theologian then, with a singular focus on theology and youth ministry, I don't know if it would have found the reception that it's finding today. Um, and so uh, the more I, I travel and talk to other youth workers, um, 
the more I, I'm frankly hearing very regularly from youth pastors and missionaries around the world, which is um, pretty wild. The Lord is doing something in the church, uh, the global church, um, to elevate the value of sound doctrine um, in pastoral ministry to the next generation. And I'm really excited to see um, that that's happening and excited to see where that's going and hoping that, yeah, we can be part of banning that flame. So, yeah, I would say that's probably the, the biggest encouragement uh, since going full-time. Along the lines of excitement, what's the one thing you're most excited for coming forward for YPT, whether it's project-focused or otherwise? Oh, man. Um, well, so right now, um, this is wild, but and, and I don't know what's going to happen with these, um, but I, I currently somehow have three book proposals <laughs> in, in the process. Um, and I think there's some legitimate viability to all three of them. Um, and yeah, when, when I first, when I was trying to publish a biblical theology of youth ministry, um, pretty much every publisher said no, and that there's no interest in theology and youth ministry. Youth pastors don't buy books. Youth pastors don't read books. If they do, it's a fun and games book. It's not a book about theology or biblical depth or biblical reflection or whatever. Um, and so no one was interested. Um, and now all of a sudden, like, like I referenced, something is happening kind of in the world of, of youth ministry. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's some real interest in pursuing theological depth. In, in student ministry, and I, I'm really excited about that, and um, hopeful about helping to provide some more resources for youth workers to be able to do that. So that's pretty exciting. Mike, what is the best way for youth pastors, youth workers who are listening to this, to use YPT resources with their people? Hmm. I think you guys might be able to answer that question yourselves right so how are how are you utilizing youth pastor theologians resources with your volunteers and parents and um yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah, deflect I'm, that back to you yeah i mean i'll say we found great fruit in our student ministry from both using articles that do have to do with metrics or purpose or value kind of big questions about youth ministry I will regularly attach those to a newsletter or an email that says like, hey, I read this this week. This is really just summing up what we're trying to do with Paramount students. And it's always encouraging to me. I'll see a parent pop that up on their Facebook wall too. Like, man, you know, this is what it's about. And, and to see using it to disciple parents that way. But I've also used a ton of the resources to really help get my lead team of volunteers on board with where we're yeah. going and what we're doing. So I would just encourage you, um, if you have a team of people around you, don't keep the resources to yourself. A lot of these things, if you're involved with YPT, you might already be sold on them, yeah. but you can be a distributor of yeah. resources to other people who need to be sold on them. So share the heck out of those articles with your leaders. 
And I'll speak from the parent side too. I think so many student pastors, number one, are young. They're younger. They either have young kids or they don't have children. And so what I find is that there are a lot, and, and what was true for me for a long time, is that student, student ministry leaders are very anxious and um, you'll feel inadequate to pour into parents. Um, let me just say this. You do not have to be a guru to pour into parents. Um, you know, you, nobody is, there are no gurus. So, you know, I think there are a lot of student pastors who want to begin to do that, but don't know how, here's how to do it. Just meet with your parents once a month and click download on an article, print it off, distribute it, have them read it and discuss it. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, somebody else has written something really good on this topic. Let's just talk about it together. And so, you know, I want to I want to help take pressure off of student ministry leaders to to stop feeling like you have to be the expert in the room when you've never parented a teenager and helping other parents. We are still called to shepherd and equip parents, and that's actually key in yeah. reaching the hearts of students. So, this is a great way to do that. Use this use this use YPT for that. Send out links to podcasts and then gather around to to talk about it. Uh, send out a link to an article or print it off mm-hmm. and read it and discuss it together. That's a great way to use. Uh, this is a primary resource in your in your ministry. That's good. Yeah, I agree with both of those, and would also add that sharing these resources, whether it's articles or podcasts with uh, church leadership, whether it's elders, uh, other pastors, um, has been really helpful. In yeah, like you, you said, Will, explaining kind of here, here's the heartbeat behind why I'm doing what I'm doing, uh, helping them see that or even hear it from a different perspective that might help it sink in more. Yeah. Uh, Alex, can you talk a little bit about the Friday review? So uh, it's uh, something that comes out each week, um, a collection of, of the, the best articles from across the internet that Alex uh, curates and puts together and uh, we publish. Can you just share a little bit about um, what is the Friday review? What's your, what's your process and uh, how do you think listeners could, could best utilize that resource? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that actually might be the YPT resource that I use most with my parents because I'm I'm really just doing something that I would do on my own to find articles for to share with parents and then you know have the ability to share it with others on the YPT site. Um, but about you know once or twice a week, I'll go through a, a long feedly list of different um, blog sites uh, articles that um, I'm aware of. Uh, to that note, if there are sources of a really good articles that we're not pulling from and you're aware of them, uh, let us know. We'd love to add those mm-hmm. to that rotation. Um, and so I, I kind of go through and, and read, you know, articles and find ones that stick out. There's uh, five categories, youth ministry, uh, biblical and theological studies, cultural reflection and contextualization, pastoral ministry, and then family. And so um, articles often fall in one of those areas, um, whether they're written directly to and about youth ministry or not. Um, kind of from that that broader framework, we have a lot to glean. Um, and so then we put out once a week during the school year and, and monthly during the summer, a list of usually about 10 of uh, some of the best articles from that week. Um, so that, that's a great resource. Even if um, you don't have the time to read all 10 of them, just just pick one that, that stands out. Um, and th- those are great things to share with, with parents, with volunteers especially. Um, and also I think helps to, to show that um, that the, this, this kind of ministry is and it's not just YPT specific, but there's, like we've said, right, th- th- there's a growing um, hunger and thirst for, for these things. So while those articles are not 
written by youth pastor theologian writers, they're often things that are in the similar uh, vein of, of thinking and passion. Yeah, I love that. I think the Friday Review is outstanding. Um, and thank you for your mm-hmm. diligence and, and faithfulness in, in putting that together. I get lots of comments and feedback about that. So, mm. um, all right. So here, here's my last, my last encouragement for listeners is, um, as, as you've heard, our, our goal and our, our vision is not, is not just to write theologically nerdy articles for youth pastors to read to feel like important or to justify their job's existence, right? The the, the vision, the mission of youth pastor theologian uh, is to help youth workers pursue theological depth and ministry. Um, that breaks down into two core uh, foundations or um, guardrails, right? Is kind of how I think about them, the two guardrails of YPT, right? The first aspect of it is we want to help youth workers think biblically about what youth ministry is. Like that's a question that we don't talk about nearly often enough in student ministry. Um, and that's not just for the paid full-time youth pastor, but um, are you helping your volunteers and the parents in your church and the elders, right? The other church leaders, like does your church have a biblical framework for what youth ministry is? Um, because if you don't, then how are we going to measure, right? Some of those metrics that we were talking about earlier in the episode. Um, and so, um, right. We really want to prioritize articles and content podcasts, et cetera, uh, that are helping youth workers to really think biblically about what is it that we're trying to do as youth pastors. Um, the second guardrail, um, and priority uh, in youth pastor theologian is we want to equip youth workers to teach theologically with confidence. Uh, I think a lot of um, youth pastors who have been to seminary might feel confident in talking about theology, but are they capable of teaching theologically in the youth room, right? And and there's a difference between uh, theological uh, maturity in the classroom and theological maturity in the youth room, right? How How do we communicate sound doctrine um, so that we're not just trying to raise up a generation of systematic theologians at youth group, but we are trying to raise Christians, right? And and that's, if if we're not having theological conversations with our students, then what do we really expect to happen? So, um, and and then do the volunteers in our ministry, if you're, if you're bivocational, um, if you haven't had the opportunity to, to uh, experience um, kind of more formal theological instruction and education. Um, can we have those theological conversations with confidence or do we have it with fear and trembling? Um, maybe a certain measure of fear and trembling is appropriate, um, right? Fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and all that, um, right? But c- can we have theological conversations with confidence, with clarity, with pastoral care? Uh, and so those are really the two pillars uh, and frameworks, foundations, guardrails, whatever. <laughs> I need to just pick a metaphor and, and run with it. Um, but like, share these resources with your volunteers, with the parents, uh, that part of your role as a, as a youth leader, especially if you're full-time on staff, um, part of your role is to help the parents and your volunteers 
to think biblically about what is it that should happen in youth ministry, recognizing that youth group and youth ministry are not the same thing. Uh, You can have youth group every single week and have a very light and thin youth ministry, even though there's lots of activity on the calendar. Uh, And I know other um, youth ministers who don't really have what we would call youth group, but they have a robust and faithful youth ministry. And so uh, kind of just working through um, what does that, what does that mean? What does that work through? So um, any final thoughts, comments before we wrap things up? Um, Anything else you guys want to share? All right, great. Hey, awesome. It's just like youth group. Um, so thanks. Um, thanks. Thanks guys for, for joining, um, the conversation. Thank you for everything you've done for youth pastor theologian. Um, and for me, I'm really, really grateful for you brothers and I I love you dearly. Um, really incredibly honored, um, to be able to, to lead this, this ministry, which still is just kind of baffling me at, at what the Lord is doing. So, and, and thanks listeners for, for listening in. Um, really hope that this isn't just a gratuitous uh, commercial for, for YPT, but an invitation into the community um, and to know that you are not alone. If you're tired, if you're frustrated, if you're just kind of confused about what you're doing in student ministry, uh, know that you're, you're not alone. Um, you, you have friends here at YPT. Come and uh, shoot me an email. I, I'd love to talk with you. Um, Join the the YPT Facebook group, and uh, I think you'll find some dear friends there. So anyway, um, thanks for listening in. And um, uh, I got all these links uh, that everyone has referenced are going to be in the show notes. So if you're looking for some of those articles and references, then you can go check out the show notes. So uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. YPT's mission is to empower youth workers to pursue theological depth because we're committed to inviting students into a faith that's big enough to grow into. You can learn more about the ministry and other resources we offer at youthpastortheologian.com, and you can find us on most social media at Youth Theologian.